0: So, I would love to see um, the Grand National get RMC'd.
1: Enthusiast alert!
0: Whee, whee. <laughs> Where hinges creak in doorless chambers.
2: Where strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. This is. The Theme Park Loopy Podcast. (laughs) By listener request, we're going to talk about Blackpool Pleasure Beach, and in particular... This time we're going to talk about the future. What do we think lies ahead, maybe for the next 10 years for Batpool Pleasure Beach? Maybe what lies ahead even in the next 12 months, because times are a little bit uncertain at the moment. A lot of people are talking about retracking the big one, which is something that is going on at the moment, but it's basically just a straight replacement for the Arrow track. Obviously, we've got the upcoming changes to Valhalla, which will be seen in 2022. And there's a bit of speculation around the longevity of some of the classic rides and what could perhaps go in their place. So Brett, let's uh, kick off with you. What what do you think about the future of Blackpool Pleasure Beach and what can you see on the horizon?
1: Uh, well, you mentioned the uh, retrack of the big one, which I, I actually recently tweeted to Amanda Thompson to use the pieces of the big one track uh, to, Slice it up and do. I don't know if anyone ever saw what they did with uh, Vortex at Kings Island in America. Uh, they sliced up the track and then made like really cool memorabilia pieces out of it and sold them. And the fact that Blackpool Pleasure Beach do do exactly that with you know they just just chop down rides and sell them. Um, they, uh, I was like, oh, well, why why don't they do that? I, so I did I did tweet at Amanda Thompson to do that. I didn't get a reply. So if anyone listening who fancies you know joining on that and wants a piece of the big one track then then get on that uh so i would love to see something like that come out of the track in the big one you know that would be really nice to to own a piece of it um in terms of how the park will go i don't think we're going to see any major new attractions for for a long long time uh icon was was a long time coming and i don't think that they're going to to add anything else for a good like anything significant for a good five, six to maybe even ten years, who knows. I do love the park. It's one of the places that I grew up going to all the time. So I think whatever happens, I'm excited to see. That's that's for sure.
2: So in terms of the uh, memorabilia then, what kind of memorabilia were they producing? Are we talking like just literally pieces of track or are they are they like kind of forging them into other kind of unique pieces? Like what kind of items are they actually producing with the track?
1: So what they were doing over in Kings Island is they they would cut a piece of the rail, maybe maybe like three inches, just so it's a slice of rail, and then either side of the, you know, the the open part of the rail, the the cylinder essentially, they they get like a a circular piece of you know like cut plastic that then had the the Vortex logo on it with a little plaque under it. Uh, they all came with a certificate, and they did like a, I think they only did a limited amount. But uh, I just thought they looked amazing and it was so well presented and they sold out instantly. So I don't know why they would choose to scrap it over over selling it to to us idiots that will buy it.
2: In terms of um, the rides that are going to be coming up in in the future, do we think that um, Blackpool Bloody Beach are going to make a, a major investment either as a coaster or a certain type of ride? Obviously, uh, ICOM was a major investment, I think, quoted to cost around £16 million. However, they are friendly with the MAC family, so, you know, I'm sure it's on friendly terms. Do do we think that we could see another major investment even in the next
0: 10 years at Blackpool Pleasure Beach? So I would love to see um, the Grand National get RMC'd because... The Grand National, it, that was my favourite coaster there. Um, I'm going to put all my cards out on the table. I've only been to Blackpool Pleasure Beach once, and that was this summer. It was my first ever time. We went for a few days. So I'm definitely not the most versed in Blackpool Pleasure Beach, but I will say that um, the Grand National was my absolute favourite just because of the, the chaos of it all um, and the fact that you go rumbling around on the soul track and it's it's absolutely hilarious. I love it. Um, but I would love to see that, get RMC's, because of how rickety and old it is, and I think you know Ryan, I remember you saying you were kind of because of the fact it was so rough, you were kind of put off by going on it. So I think if they were to RMC the track, it would make it a lot smoother, a lot more fun, and it would keep um, the essence of of such a classic coaster in the park.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, but then, but then, would you still would you still like it as much? Because the reason why you like Grand National is because it's so rough and uh, and rickety and that's what gives it its charm. So if it became a you know smooth-ish RMC would uh... and also the problem is they wouldn't really be able to RMC, the Grand National uh, as such because I don't know if everybody knows, but Blackpool Pleasure Beach is called Pleasure Beach because it was literally built onto the beach uh, in Blackpool. So originally it was just a few fairground rides on the beach. Obviously, since they've kind of reclaimed the area. But the older rides, their foundations are in the sand. So rides like uh, Big Dipper, I'm not sure about the foundations for Grand National. But they wouldn't be able to just put a a track onto uh, the Grand National. They'd have to actually just pull it down, put new foundations in, put new uh, supports up, put a new track in. And so you basically just end up with a new ride. I mean, they could rebuild the layout, I suppose, but it just wouldn't be the same. So would it be worth dismantling completely a classic like that to to bring an RMC
0: into the park, maybe? No, uh, do you know what? I didn't realise that. Okay, well, again, that just shows my naivety with Blackpool. So um, uh, no, I think in that case, then, your probably best bet is to maybe keep Grand Nash keep it there for its for its kind of classic status i guess um i think you'd upset more people by taking down such a archaic coaster um and replacing it with with uh something like an rmc i think there potentially could be maybe room or space eventually for an rmc there i think it would be great to have it and i feel like uh black professional beach are quite brave and very well versed with the coaster community and they like to seemingly rewards the coaster community for their fandom so they kind of they're, they're quite happy to kind of go against the grain of what the other major parks in the uk are doing and i think none of the other major parks at the moment seemingly there's no rumors about rmcs anywhere so if blackpool were to be the first to go in and secure that i think that would put them put them way ahead up there even more so than they are already
2: yeah i think um did i spy on brett when Someone asked a question about the the bigger one, which was a rumored ride that Jeffrey Thompson was uh, planning uh, around the kind of uh, Valhalla kind of time. I think it was. Did you say that you did some sort of recreation of the bigger one? Because there were some plans, I believe, drawn up for the bigger one. So did you come across those and do some sort of recreation? Did you say?
1: Uh yeah, um, so a long, long time ago, back in in my big, big avid theme park fan days, uh when I would spend eighty percent of my my awake time on no limit, I decided to look into it uh and I found a photo, and it was the grainiest, most pixelated photo of a concept I've ever seen of anything, and the only thing I actually recall was it was it looked or appeared to be a giant Immelman or a giant dive loop out over the sea um, with, on its return underneath the launch track, appeared to be either a a, a very small uh, inline twist or zero G-roll style, or it could have even been a couple of uh, um, just airtime hills.
2: Yeah, so I believe what what the plan was is that there was going to be a launch from within the park, like you say, where uh, mine was, now where Wallace and Gromit is. The launch would have gone uh, from there, outside the park, across the road, and then it was described as going on to a pier. Um, however, if you do... When they did redo Ocean Boulevard, if you look at the way that they did the, the new paths... You can actually see two round holes, which seem almost perfect location to put two uh, massive um, supports in, in order to support a top hat. So that was a rumour at the time. I think that's been since debunked, however. But if you look at it on Google Earth, it just looks so perfect that you could see two supports getting slotted in there. And it's just opposite where the launch would have been. So it just makes you wonder... If uh, there was a bit of forward planning there when they actually redid the the paths, but I think it's been confirmed that I think it's just drainage or something like that. But it was a nice thought at the time, and it and it was a good rumor. I love a water ride, and
0: to this day, my favorite water ride has been Chappa. It just tries to kill you relentlessly from from start to finish. <laughs> I think one thing that is quite um, clear with Pleasure Beach is that they, they, they always do look forward and look ahead, like most parks do, but more so I feel at like Pleasure Beach, as to where they can put their next massive coaster. You know, they're always always forward thinking, forward planning, so I wouldn't be surprised if in the next three, four years we see another big uh, coaster in some sort of capacity at the park. Um, in the space it wouldn't whether that's an rmc or something else um i think i think uh, it could be definitely definitely possible um and it's you know i'd I'd love to i'd love to go back and visit again obviously and uh and have new um new, 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 new coasters put in all the time
2: yeah well it was a particular feature of the the jeffrey thompson era it was always looking at what's next what can we do that's bigger and better and obviously building the big one which at the time was the world's tallest, fastest, steepest roller coaster in the world. That was such a massive investment and it really sent a shockwave through the industry. Um, I think someone asked a question on the theme park Loopy Group about in 1994 when Nemesis was built whether that was considered to be the world's best roller coaster or not. But from my memory, I mean, I was reasonably young at the time all the talk was about the big one because everyone was talking about it because it was so big. It seemed almost impossible in its construction and it seemed almost unbelievable that it was at the Pleasure Beach because the Pleasure Beach, you know, for me, um, when I was young, it just felt like, um, you know, you're just going to like a bit of a, a, a fairground, really. It never felt like a major park, I guess. I used to really enjoy it, but it always felt like, oh, we're going to Blackpool, we're going to Pleasure Beach, it's kind of like, an you know, it's an amusement park. It never felt like a major, 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 major attraction. But once they built the big one, it just felt like it just went to a whole new level. And I think for at least a couple of years, I think the big one, you know, would have been considered the number one coaster in the UK just for its sheer reputation. I guess in many ways, they've done that again with with Icon. You know, it's the UK's first double launch coaster almost feels impossible that they've managed to squeeze it into the park and the way they interacts with all the different rides it's such a, an amazing attraction um, and something that's brilliant for the Pleasure Beach but whether they'll be able to invest majorly in the next five years especially the way that things have been going at the moment it's doubtful so I'm just trying to think about where Pleasure Beach could go in the next few years really i feel like for the next few years at least it's going to be a few years of consolidation but you know then again i wouldn't be surprised that pleasure beach would you know knock it out of the park and surprise us again
0: yeah absolutely i think um with valhalla opening up in 2022 you know without having a full refurb i think they're going to rely on that um for at least a couple of years to kind of draw back the crowds because that you know i I've, I've never got to do um valhalla it wasn't open when we went obviously this summer it was closed down for the refurb um so i can't necessarily speak to how great the ride is but to to me as a as someone that is is yet to ride it and looking on the looking on from the outside uh to the actual attraction it's this humongous incredible dark ride and water ride that seemingly surpasses any grandeur of of uh, other parks around the world you know and so I think if they can get that fully up to scratch, looking like the Hollywood ride that it is, that is going to have another massive knock on effect. And I'm sure we'll make other parks rethink uh, their dark ride offerings and, and what makes them unique.
2: Yeah. And I think the need to the need to really market it big as well, because I don't think it's enough for them to spend all that money on, you know, creating a new experience and then not really pushing it. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Pleasure Beach really, really pushing it. So we'll be seeing plenty of billboards. We'll probably be seeing TV adverts, I'd imagine. We'll be seeing, you know, celebrities, you know, on the TV going there and riding it, etc. I
0: think we'll be seeing lots of that. Do you think they'll try and market it as a almost a brand new ride? Like Valhalla has finally returned and it almost as a new ride. Would you think they'll kind of try and do a, a sort of marketing campaign where they where they sort of reference the old and how it's now turned into the new, a bit like kind of went on a different topic, but kind of how Disney brought back the main street electrical parades. they referenced that, that retro side of it and then how they've kind of kept the essence, but, but expanded it. Do you think they'll go down a route like that, Ryan?
2: Yeah. I don't think they'll, they'll mark it as if it was a new ride, but what it'll be is it was this. And now it's even, you know, because, because it's already, you know, multiple years up until recently uh been receiving awards for being the world's best you know dark ride so they can kind of lean into that and say well it was already the world's best dark ride and now we've made it even better and take a look at this and and hopefully um that'll attract more more guests i think for us enthusiasts i think we all our main complaint with valhalla has always been that it just kind of gets you a bit too wet <laughs> and it sounds stupid that i mean you're going to go on a a water ride and you're going to get wet but it literally uh, you literally got drenched on that ride and i think it went a little bit too far we used to wait until the end of the day we'd go on it a few times and then head back to the hotel have a shower you know and dry off but if you're only there for the day and you've got a long car ride home it's not really ideal to do that but for the general public they probably didn't really you know they're probably only ridden it you know maybe once a year or you know if that
0: so there probably wouldn't have been an issue uh, for the general public so just just for my own um kind of knowledge and without meaning to sound too naive you know forgive me as i say i've never done this ride i I don't know uh, obviously i I know of its legacy um but i've never you know uh, been on it myself is it um what would you kind of compare it to is it like a a super splash, or is it more of a log flume type experience or uh, a heavenly special effects driven, um, more of a show uh, almost experience? Like, how would you describe it? If I was going to compare
2: it directly to a ride, I would compare it to uh, the Jurassic Park water ride in Orlando. So, I don't know if you've ridden that or not, but it's yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah similar. Uh, the boats are a little bit smaller on Valhalla. But it's kind of similar in its experience, however, it's it's all indoor. It goes through a number of different scenes, like on the Jurassic Park ride, and then it has a small backwards drop, it has um, a kind of middle drop, which is actually quite big, and then it has like a grand finale, a bit like on the Jurassic Park ride, where you kind of get that grand finale, mm. and then you get that kind of final splash, and the... The grand finale on valhalla was always for me the most spectacular part of the experience because you would go down that massive uh that massive hill you would make that massive splash and then you'd have fire going off in all directions you'd have all these different uh animatronics going um and it was pretty amazing if it was working that is and then At the end of the ride it would all be on fire. You know, you would have all this fire all around you and you could feel the heat and you just kind of you kind of feel almost kind of breathless that you'd been on this kind of amazing adventure. That's the only way I can kind of describe it. Um I am
0: so excited to try this and experience this. Honestly, (laughs) I love I love a water ride. And to this day, my favourite water ride has been Chapas. Um and it was Chapas because of I like the fact there was like multi drops in it. There was Backwards moments, forwards moments—obviously, great theming—and it was just a happy, fun ride. But this sounds like it even blows, you know, that out the water. So I actually can't wait, and I'm gonna—I'm gonna keep spoiler-free. I'm gonna not watch any videos. Um, so it's gonna be great.
2: So I wouldn't be surprised to see slightly less practical special effects. I—I I, I wouldn't be surprised to see less um, explosions and some of the practical effects that they have. Probably instead uh, using. You know, like um, you know, more like kind of screen-based um, uh, technology, perhaps um, more kind of projection mapping type technology, perhaps with a mixture of some practical effects. Um, but the reason why it was so unreliable is because it just had it just had so much stuff in it. It just had so much stuff going on, um, and I, and that's probably what they're trying to do now, trying to work out how do we make Valhalla still amazing but at the same time how do we make sure it's still safe and reliable so that's the challenge that, that they're going to
0: have well i honestly can't wait to see what they come up with it's going to be great when that opens uh, in well next year now i guess um it's going to be quite the quite the quite the ride i'm sure Hi, I'm Sam from Coaster Sandblog, and if you want to get involved with everything that we've got going on, just head over to Instagram, at Coaster Sandblog, where you can find opinion pieces, reviews, trip reports, and we even have our very own theme park trivia game show. So if you want to test out your theme park knowledge, head on over to at Coaster Sandblog. it, Brett, you got this. (sighs) Okay.
1: Hi, I'm Brett. Um... Find me on the likes of uh, Instagram under uh, the Theme Parks by Brett where I post a lot of my theme park related artwork, opinions and also some of the models that I'm currently uh, building as well. So if you go to Instagram and you'll find me under Theme Parks by Brett.
0: World class models. Brett, you are a world class model. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do have a, a question based on, on Valhalla's refurb actually from a listener um spookhouse Joe uh, sent this in a message to me over Instagram. Thank you very much Spookhouse Joe as well for your comments um We know you're a listener and and we absolutely love your comments as well so thank you very much for that it's really nice nice to hear uh, but he said uh he would love to hear what you guys think the updated Valhalla would include, and do you have any wishes of what could be changed so so what do you think it might include, and also what do you definitely want it to include?
2: Well, my, my biggest wish is that the the boats are updated and the ride system up, is updated to a point where the boats are not getting waterlogged and flooded anymore <laughs> because it kind of ruins the experience a little bit for me if you kind of knee-deep up in water. So I'm hoping that the way the ride system works now and, and the, the way the boats work is that they're not going to get filled full of water anymore. Unfortunately, I think we're going to potentially see the end of some of the most spectacular um elements within Valhalla uh, the ones that didn't really work all the time so for example they uh, they spent a lot of money on in uh, the the cold room they actually uh, built a practical effect that actually uh, generated snow uh, within there so you went into this chilly room and it was really cold in
1: there just to it... butt in on that it's yeah. not a chilly room. It's actually a freezer. It's a, a real walk-in freezer. They they built a huge walk-in freezer. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's absolutely incredible that, that, yeah. that they've done that and put a water ride in it.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, and I think the way that it... it, it I, I saw I watched the, the documentary on this and I've forgotten how it works, but it basically uses the water from within the ride, freezes it, and then turns it into snow. Um Uh, And and when that worked that was a particularly amazing effect Especially because if you think about I can't remember the the exact layout now actually But you you pretty much go from either the hot room to the cold room or the cold room to the hot room So to be able to have a room which is so cold and a room next to it pretty much which is so hot is actually quite an amazing achievement Um, however They weren't always that reliable. So sometimes it wasn't cold and sometimes it wasn't hot. And a lot of the time you didn't get the snow. So I think, unfortunately, I think we're going to see the end of practical effects like that. And I think we're probably definitely going to see the end of the the snow. Um, I think we're potentially going to see less of the pyrotechnics. So probably less of the the explosions. In terms of what I'd like to see, I'd I'd like uh, the soundtrack to be a bit more consistent because one of the main complaints of Valhalla for me over the last uh, 10 years, certainly, has been that sometimes you'll enter the ride and you'll go up the lift hill and the soundtrack is blaring out. Sometimes you don't hear anything at all. And then sometimes you hear a bit of the soundtrack and then you don't. And because it is... You know, people joke and they say it's a big warehouse. I mean, it, it is basically a big warehouse. And it kind of ruins the effect because you're kind of hearing the Valhalla soundtrack somewhere else in the building. But you're not hearing it where you are. I don't know if they could they could perhaps have boats that had uh, audio. And the audio on the boats could be triggered as you go in through the ride. Maybe that would be a more modern approach to it, perhaps um but i think that's what i'd like to see i think the soundtrack is absolutely key if that can be built into uh the boats themselves and, and be triggered and have different sound effects i think that'd be fantastic um but in terms of you know the, the ride layout itself and and the drops and everything they're they're really fantastic drops the only thing i would say is that final drop um it, it, it would kind of slam into uh the floor a little bit <laughs> if you had a particularly heavy boat and especially if it had taken on a bit of water it would go to the bottom and really kind of slam down and you'll kind of almost uh your head would kind of move forward a little bit so i think they need to do a little bit of work on that um so if they can do a little bit of work to kind of perfect some of those you know little issues with the the track Uh, Obviously, re-engineer the boats. We need brand new boats with uh, on-ride audio, perhaps. Then, yeah, I think it'll be a fantastic experience. I, personally, am not too worried about them getting rid of some of the practical effects and maybe bringing in some projection mapping, etc. Because if you've ever seen, um, for example, um, Pirates of the Caribbean uh, over in uh, China, uh, that looks spectacular. So... You know, I don't think it's all bad, but we need to give Pledge Beats time to, you know, get it right. And it's going to cost a lot of money. So if the can't get it done this year, then that's fine because we can wait till next year and allow them to get it to be perfect.
1: You brought up the soundtrack. I love the idea of onboard audio. I actually think that's 100% something they could do. And what I I think I would love to see that, to To have that is, is definitely a good technical upmark from where we are at the minute. Um. One question I do have though, is will they keep the audio we already have? The Valhalla music is so iconic in itself. So will we see a new version of the audio, maybe like a, a remastered version of it, or you know, a, a, an edited version, or do you think they will just do something completely new?
2: I know for a fact that they are getting a new soundtrack i wouldn't be surprised that it's on similar lines but i think i think in tune with the fact that it's going to be i don't know what they're going to call it but the the i think it will be valhalla the adventure continues or the you know valhalla you know something there'll be some sort of tagline with it i think i don't think it will just be called valhalla anymore It'll, you know Valhalla Reloaded or you know you know what I mean, but it'll it's going to be you know along those lines and and with that the soundtrack will be updated to follow that theme. That's what what I think personally.
0: Absolutely. When 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 most of these rides have um, I'd say I can't speak of Valhalla because I've never done it, but with most of rides that have like a second win or or a a, a reborn if you like. They usually keep the same uh, motifs or things that we're used to or that we love, um, but just incorporate it into the attraction with a fresh take. So I'm sure that Notable Stranger will come in and keep the the the, the, the theme of Valhalla, as you say, Brett, that is so iconic, but just uh, put a fresh spin and take on it, I, I would imagine so. In terms of other things that I'd like to see uh, around the park
2: in Blackpool Pleasure Beach, uh, Nickelodeon Land is, is starting to look a little bit worse for wear now it definitely needs a freshen up so I wouldn't be surprised in the next year or two to see a little bit of, of a spruce up in the Nickelodeon land area and the problem is obviously pleasure Beach is, is located you know next to the sea so it's gonna get a bit of a battering uh, compared to some other parks that are a bit more inland that's something I think they need to do because Nickelodeon Land is absolutely key to uh, Blackpool Pleasure Beach retaining that family market, and obviously the the last major investment was you know a major thrill ride. Um, although you know you could argue that it's more towards the family end uh, rather than uh, a thrill ride in in Icon. However, Nickelodeon Land is absolutely key to them to them to their marketing. You know, having IPs like you know SpongeBob SquarePants and and the Ninja Turtles is is absolutely key. You know, when they can put those um, characters on billboards and put them in adverts, that really attracts that family market. So they really have to look after it. The rides aren't looking too bad, actually. Um, they they probably just need a bit of a minor spruce up. But when you look around on the pavement area um, and some of the other sort of scenery that they have it just needs a bit of a refresh so I'd love to see that Um, I'd like to see them continuing to update the ghost train and there's been some rumors that we are going to see another uh, element added to the ghost train and another themed area on the ghost train so that's really good and I've already seen that it looks like they're refurbishing and repainting the cars as well it looks like they're getting a pretty nice paint job from what we've seen so far um and i'd like to just see a bit of love and care in in the south park uh, area where the big one is i think it's it's a little bit of a forgotten area of the park and um i know that we have we have the chinese maze and we have like a merry go round uh, and we have um obviously the uh, red arrows ride as well which is just the ride name just completely escaped me uh for a minute but i feel like it needs a bit of love and care i'd like to see them throw a bit of a rejig around there and have a rethink about the rides that they have there maybe replace the chinese maze with something else um and just kind of re-energize that whole area that's what i'd like to see in the short to
1: medium term anyway is it is it Skyforce the red arrows did i make that up Skyforce, yeah. That's there, there we go. <laughs> I thought I was going to get that wrong, so I I almost interjected and then went, "Oh no, you're going to sound so stupid." Uh, so I, that was a good shot in the dark. <laughs> um, yeah, I see what you mean about definitely the the uh, the further end of the park that definitely has had a, a lot more work, especially with Icon and stuff going on around there recently as well. Um, I think. They recently removed the, the facade off the front of the the bowling alley, that kind of old Flintstones-looking building across the yeah, River the, Caves.
2: The, the Bolo Drum, I think it was That's called. That's the one,
1: yeah. Yeah, so they re- recently removed that. Uh, they obviously just, out of the blue, demolished one of the best roller coasters in the UK um, and then replaced it with a burger van, so that was good. <laughs> um, well, they've,
2: they've replaced it with an area, it's called The Hub um, oh
1: oh
2: great <laughs> i mean by all accounts the hub area i mean it is something that pleasure beach needed they needed like
0: an event space hey and, and hey that's... everything goes on in the hub i mean the hub <laughs> is where it's at. It's
2: all kicking off in the hub i mean they recently had the october i mean yeah it's 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 a real shame <laughs> to see wild mouse go but it 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 was it was at the end of its life um and, and where was it gonna go you know pleasure beach just don't have the room to be putting something like that into storage. Um, you know, I mean, I know Dreamland, Margate, in the past have taken on some rides, but um, I, I don't think they've had much success with some of the classic rides that they've taken on. So it was it was such a shame to see Wild Mouse go, but it was um, unfortunately, just completely at the end of its life. It really was, and I think from what I understand, it was really on the edge of. You know safety standards i don't know if, if if you recall but you know on that lift hill you know how close did you get to the actual track you literally could put your hand on the track above you um you know that that kind of thing just, just i'm quite gutted today.
0: i'm quite gutted that i never got to ride um wild mouse because i absolutely love wild mouses i really do um, like I always mention, Rattlesnake at Chessington as one of my favorite coasters, and t- people will laugh me up, laugh me off the table, um, and being like, "Oh, that's like the most standard Wild Mouse out there." But I just love him, and so I, I'm so gutted that I didn't get to Black Blackpool Pleasure Beach sooner in my life when Wild Mouse was still around, because, uh, yeah, the only thing I've seen of it is the wheels and Kiss Me Quick, and that's about it. <laughs> oh,
1: Sam, honestly, you, I, I wish you had seen and, and got to ride Wild Mouse, <laughs> uh, it is the most incredible experience I've ever had on a roller coaster. It, it just tries to kill you relentlessly from, from start to finish. <laughs> and, and you like you sometimes, like, if you're not holding on, you might just die. It's incredible. <laughs> it's the ultimate version of whatever's so scary about roller coasters, except it's just this cute little mouse-looking thing.
0: Are you going to be flown off the side because of those sharp turns? Who knows? Yeah. Ride it's and find amazing. out. Amazing. <laughs> the,
1: the, I mean, the way it stays on the track is is with like a little um, upside down mushroom shaped wheel
0: yeah.
1: um, with on 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 these kind of two little bars in the center of the track. These wooden wild mouse coasters still exist around the world. I think there's one in Australia. Um, there's a couple in America, and but but this one was actually the biggest version. Uh, so I don't know if many people know the wild mouse at Blackpool was actually a whole level shorter when it first opened. Uh, And they expanded on it and then put in an extra drop and an extra turnaround. Um, So if anyone has been on it, um, where the hairpin turns are, the three hairpin turns about halfway through the ride, that was actually the start originally. Uh, And then they added that extra level. Um, So it was by far probably one of the more extreme wild mouse, wooden wild mouse coasters out there anyway and I will never, ever get over that it just disappeared. I'm just very happy that the last time I did go, before it closed, both of the friends I was with uh, did not want to go in it, knew how rough and horrible it was, and I said, screw you, go get a drink, I'm gonna go ride it a few times, and <laughs> I did. I'm so glad I did, because months later, they just, they just got rid of it.
0: Good for you for sticking by your guns and doing it. I like that, <laughs> I respect that. Fun story, right, I was at um, Thor Park, when I was, I must have been about 11. And uh, so we were, we were on tidal wave and I was so young um, and I had a wobbly teeth for ages, right? Because, you, know, you know, when you're a kid, you love having wobbly teeth. And uh, I had one of, my, one of my teeth was wobbly. Anyway, went on tidal wave, you know, hands in the air. Yeah, here we go. Went down the splash, jerked so hard forward, I smacked my head. Onto the kind of lap bar, the like big lap bar, and ended up just going and like spitting out my uh, wobbly teeth. I mean, that's one way for a dental. You know, saves the dental fees, doesn't it? I was the tooth. <laughs> is it still pillar.
1: there? Is did you did you keep hold of it or or, or is <laughs> I it, put it is under it my still pillow. And the
0: to, no, the tooth fairy has it.
1: Oh, of course, yeah, yeah.
0: I put it under my pillow, and it was gone the next morning. And 50p was there, and I was like, "Come on, tooth fairy."
1: I wonder if, like, in a few years' time, when they get rid of tidal wave, they're going to do a a, a terrible marwena uh marketing ploy where they, you know, when they found the leg underneath the corkscrew? Oh, uh, yes. They, I, are they going to go, oh, we found tooth?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the biggest elephant in the room, I think, at Blackpool Pleasure Reach is probably the area where Space Invader used to be, or Space Invader 2, um, as it was before it left us. Originally, from what I understand, when Nickelodeon Land opened, they were going to put um, a four D uh, cinema in there, in part of it at least, and in the bottom part they obviously have the big pizza kitchen, and I think they also have like an area where some of the um, staff can go and the characters, etc. So, you know, I'd really love to see the return of you know a dark roller coaster but I'm not sure whether we're going to actually see that or not. You know, something... I don't even know what you could invest in these days, which would be compact. I mean, (laughs) you know, I don't think they're going to go for something like, you know, Mumbo Jumbo or, you know, even... I can't see them going for something like a Eurofighter. But if they could put something in that area, it could be fantastic. One thing they could do is... I know Ice Blast... Gets an awful lot of uh, negativity these days because it's just really at the end of its life. Really, is ice bust and they just can't get the power out of it anymore. Um, you know, S and S, you know, have, have worked on it, but um, it just it just doesn't have the power anymore. What if they invested in something like um, a major drop tower, something like Falcon's Fury, perhaps? Um, you know, a really modern drop tower. They could use part of the building um, and have a, a dark element, maybe you know pre ride, and then you could kind of launch out of the building, and you and then the park would kind of appear to you. You know, something like that could be really spectacular. Um, you know, and um, Pleasure Beach can do it. They can build upwards. Other parks can't build that high upwards, so. Build something like Falcon's Fury, uh, you know, and really make it spectacular. That could be something really unique and fantastic in the UK. I think.
1: Yeah, a, a three hundred foot tall Falcon Fury style drop tile would be actually really, really good. Don't know if I'd be able to ride it because that that idea absolutely terrifies me. um And and with a, a sort of dark ride themed section at the very start in the station, again, that's uh, actually sounds like a brilliant idea. Uh, it, they wouldn't need to. Do much in terms of the space, I would imagine, except for just build it. Uh however, SNS recently um, did come up with a new seating arrangement that can be applied to old SNS shot towers. Um, they have basically the seats rotate on 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 the vertical axis. So basically you when you you know reach your airtime point at the top of the tower, you, your seats would flip around. Uh, I'm quite annoyed because I actually came up with a, an exact design and built it in No Limits about 10 years ago, uh, exactly the same on mm. an S&S drop tower, and 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 now they're actually selling them. But they have they they've said that they can retrofit them onto old shot towers, so maybe they could add something like that, which wouldn't cost as much as a new ride, that they could then remarket potentially. Who you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, my only thing with that is where is the return on investment? Because it's going to be basically the same ride, but the seats do something slightly different. Is there a return on investment or you know, versus doing nothing? So if you're looking at we could invest, and then what would happen versus doing nothing? Well, at the moment, people ride it anyway, and the GP see it as a shot tower, and they're going to ride it. If they change the seating arrangement and make it slightly more thrilling, is the park really going to attract enough more people uh, based on that investment, um, or is it just going to really be the same as it was before? But you know, it'll give a bit of fan service, you know, to the to the enthusiasts and and the people who go regularly because it's something a bit different but would it really be a return on investment? So I always think when I see things like that, I think, well, yeah, that sounds great, but the reality is that parks are gonna look at that and think, well, I don't see where my return is on that investment versus, uh, you know, let's take it down. We could potentially, you know, sell it uh, to another park and then we could use that money towards you know re-theming the space invader area putting a brand new tower in there create a whole new you know experience uh, that would pull in new people arguably i think so it just depends where pleasure beach want to go you know do they want to maintain what they have or do they really want to to push on and um you know pleasure beach is a really really tight park it's very small but, you know, they have got opportunities there, I think, to still do something very spectacular, I think.
0: I will say that if they ever did consider putting in something similar to Falcon's Fury, um, it would blow the roof off of, off of any drop tower in the UK, period. Um, Falcon's Fury is absolutely bonkers. It's so good, and it is terrifying, and but perfect. And and if and if they did actually choose to do that, that could be a like a medium investment, but that could be significant enough to kind of hold them down for like at least a couple of years, I'd say. So, I, I mean, I'm all down for the Falcons Fury idea personally.
2: <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Get it done. In terms of the the long term future for Blackpool Pleasure Beach, they do own. A couple of car parks or a few car parks around the pleasure beach Uh, probably the biggest one is the one near the entrance and i think at some point they're gonna have to make a decision around are we making enough money from this being a car park or do we want it to be something else so uh, for me the two options that they've got uh are Do we expand the park into there? And they could probably fit in a couple of decent sized rides. Or do we start looking at um you know building on that resort um kind of idea that we have for the park? Because obviously Blackpool Pleasure Beach, they call themselves Blackpool Pleasure Beach Resort, and it is because they do have hotels and they have restaurants and so on. So, do we lean into that? And obviously, bearing in mind that Blackpool is going to, in the next few years, have a massive indoor attraction, which we'll talk about in the future at some point. Blackpool Pleasure Beach need to think: how do we, how do we compete with that? So, it could be perfect, really, for them to build some sort of indoor area where they could have some indoor family rides. Maybe, you know, an indoor dark family roller coaster and some other bits of rides maybe taking inspiration from places like Toverland for example who have that indoor area where they have like a log flume and they have some other rides in there and other parks around the world that do the same and they could that could allow them to be a truly all year round attraction then um I guess the argument would be well are people really going to Blackpool in the winter well I feel like the way that Blackpool's going is that It does have a lot of winter indoor attractions, you know, these days if you think about it. We've got the Sandcastle, we're going to have Blackpool Central, which is going to be this massive indoor attraction. Obviously we have the tower and the dungeons, etc. And I think Blackpool's becoming a lot more attractive to be somewhere that you'd probably go off-season. And I think Blackpool Pleasure Beach could perhaps take advantage of that. So I don't know what you guys think of that, but in the long term, in my head, that feels like a sound investment and a way for Blackpool Pleasure Beach to be thinking about going obviously it's going to take a lot of money it's going to, be able to have to raise you know some capital to be able to do that but I think that really that would really cement that vision of Blackpool Pleasure Beach being that that resort and that destination that families want to go to
1: yeah I think that's a good idea with the the, the inside kind of style especially with this this new potential attraction in the center of uh, Blackpool, which if no one knows, that's going on the, the big car park next to uh, Coral Island, uh, just behind the Sea Life Centre and stuff like that. Uh, that's planned for that area. It includes kind of 4D cinemas and potential indoor rides and stuff, um, and and shopping space and things like that. I think that's the general idea with that. Uh, so yeah, to, to compete with something like that, I guess they would have to go either along the same lines or, or kind of go... Completely in the opposite direction and, and go even more out and concrete what they already have you know and, and adding major attractions to to the lineup they've got already I don't know if they'll ever build anything specifically coaster wise bigger than the big one because it it's it's just the icon of the park and I don't think they want to take that away from itself uh, and with them really tracking bits of it it obviously still has a lot of uh, a lot of life left in it um but yeah, I think the indoor family attractions, indoor dark rides and, and roller coasters, log flumes, stuff like that is a definitely a good way to go for them.